Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, where we challenge conventional thinking. Join us as we explore real life, real people, real stories, and how pushing back can make all the difference. All right. Well, welcome to this week's episode of the Nitty Gritty Podcast. We have a very special guest, very special guests guests today, because Susie brought her uh, significant other. I did. Better known as her husband. Yes. So we have the Bullocks on. Susie Bullock, hey. better known as Hey Grill Hey. I like how you did that. Hey. You said hey. 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 So Hey Grill Hey. <laughs> Very famous barbecue person, a colleague of mine. We've got some fun stories together. We do we'll have get some it. Fun we'll get into them. Together. And she has her uh, better half with her. Todd. I you know, I don't accept that title. It it doesn't really work that way usually. You know, usually when people say better half, they're referring to the wife. But I don't know. <laughs> Susie, <laughs> I don't he's either. pretty special. Honestly, I'd, I'd put Todd up. Ab- I, oh, I always right? say that I married up for sure. Yeah. Oh, he's... People think that I'm cool until they meet Todd, and then they're <laughs> like, oh, you... Todd? I disagree. Like, And they're so stoked that Todd is I my spouse. I thought you were cooler because he was your spouse. Oh, that's good. Right? Which people just think Todd is cooler than me, and so that like lessens my coolness. Uh, I don't know that he's cooler than you. I think you're equally as cool. He's See, just but better. But I feel it's different with everyone I, that I like grew up with or know right? in my family because they all think that she's amazing now. Like, and maybe, It overshadows maybe, my amazing. Maybe it's just because it's not like a... You don't see this type of team very often. We're right? pretty lucky. Yep. It, I will, it I works will really give you good. That. Yep. I told Andrew when we were first starting, when Brent had to leave to go get headphones, um, that I consider Todd to be the only husband that I know that's better than Andrew at being a husband. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, excuse me. <laughs> I goes, hey, if Jenna was working full time and you had to like be Mr. Mom for a few days. Could you handle that? Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't handle that. There you go. Dude, he's going on like a year plus. He wins. I wouldn't be in full time period. You definitely win. I wouldn't say I handle it. I mean, I survive. Whatever. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) you're here right now, which means you're handling it just fine. But see, I remember when you went on a trip, which we'll get into because Susie does awesome things and it's very well deserved. But he was posting. So he was at home with the kids. I, I think you were... I don't remember what trip. Were we together or something? No, it wasn't when we were shooting the. Well, we can. Can we talk about that now? Sure. Okay. So, but you were out of town doing something barbecue related, shooting something, and you were with the kid. You were watching the kids, and you were like posting, like, "Oh, I love these nights in the backyard with the kids." Oh dear. He was probably like smoking some ribs too. Every time time I go out of town, he commandeers the smokers. Yeah. And every time it's like his turn to take over. Yeah, Yeah, dude, and he will smoke. All weekend while I'm gone. And I come back and he's like, dude, I just made the best ribs. And I was like, I'll prove it. Yeah, right. But he totally <laughs> probably did make better ribs than me while I was gone. I got to so, prove my work. So good. I'm a smoker. <laughs> so, so let's talk about your backyard for a minute. Okay. I finally got to experience it, what, two months ago yeah. or so? So the hay grill hay. Uh, Hold on before. Where did hay grill hay come from? Um, oh, A grocery me. store <laughs> aisle. So <laughs> here's the story. That's so where I we was, were. That's not where. That's where from. we were. So technically, like lo- location-wise, that's where it yeah, came yeah. from. Geographically, conceptually, um, I'd been working for a company developing barbecue recipes for a couple of years. Um, they, I was working from home, and it was awesome. And I was feeding my family. It was the coolest thing ever. And during that time, I just fell in love with barbecue. Okay. And I quit doing that job because they like outsourced my position. They didn't need me to work from home anymore. But I didn't want to stop working from home. 
and I didn't want to stop doing barbecue because once you like get into barbecue, it becomes this weird obsession. Obsession. It's like your whole life. I know is, nothing about that. <laughs> you know all about that. And so I was just freaking hooked on barbecue. Right now. Were all of your recipes <laughs> around barbecue? Were you yeah. doing recipes about anything? No, nope, they were all grilling and barbecue related. Kay. And so I just learned everything that I could possibly learn about barbecue over those first two years. I mean, I'm still learning every day, not like it stopped or anything. So what can but, I just ask you really quick? Yeah. Side caveat. What what sparked that? Like my mind was the barbecue, like barbecue obsession. Pit masters, right? Like barbecue that's, I saw it so on TV. We saw it on TV and we definitely wanted to get into barbecue, but the only grill we had was like this free piece of propane crap that we got off KSL classified. Right. Like, like the free ads. Yeah. No, it wasn't even, it wasn't a smoker. It was a propane oh. grill, like a grill. Like what's in my backyard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um and we smoked one year a turkey breast on that for Thanksgiving, like on a gas grill. It was freaking rad. It was so oh, yeah. delicious. So we were already into food. We were already into cooking. And then I ended up with this job writing barbecue recipes, kind of just this mashup of I, I had food experience. I grew up in a restaurant family. I had blogging experience because I'd worked for a couple other bloggers. And this company wanted to create a recipe blog for recipes about this type of grill, like okay. using this type of grill. And it was a wood fired barbecue like you could go low and slow. You could grill. So that's when we started cooking on it all the time. And then as I was cooking on it, they wanted five recipes a week. So I was five cooking, a week. I was cooking almost every day on a smoker. And I was I was working with through new recipes and trying new techniques and trying old school techniques and trying to figure out what my style was, what I liked, what our family liked. And just I Holy just cow. I got so stuck. Yeah. Creating one recipe a week because it's not just creating a recipe. It's. Creating, making sure it works. Oh, yeah. Test. I mean, we would test <laughs> recipes multiple times. Pictures. So like, yep. I mean, to get yeah. five, how many How many didn't make the cut? I mean, I a lot. We also posted a lot of probably terrible recipes. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Honestly, like for podcasts. sure. Like there were. Yeah, they were pretty good. But, they they get better great. but you One get better really over bad. time. Right. Absolutely. And so I definitely there was definitely a learning curve. Okay. For sure. So I was testing recipes failing at recipes, trying different recipes just to see what I liked. And during this, I also got to see what the audience was responding to because they would share on social media or they would let me know like, hey, this recipe has been going crazy. People are cooking this all the time. So I kind of started to get a sense about what types of recipes worked for people at home, what I like to make. And I started to develop a really good sense of like flavor profiles and I started not needing five times to get a recipe right. I could usually nail it in one or two, sometimes three, you know? And so anyway. So like, are you finding a dish that you like and just trying to tweak it a little bit so it becomes your own? Or are you like starting from scratch here? Um, one thing that really helped, especially when I was first starting, was taking food that we like to eat at home that we would cook on the stovetop or cook in the oven and transitioning that outside to the grill. So it was kind of like our family recipes, things that I grew up eating, things that I liked cooking, things that Todd liked to eat. And how can I make this outside? Okay. Like how can I utilize fire and live fire cooking to make this taste better? And so it was kind of like I already had some recipes established and then I would transition those into like outdoor cooking. So that's I how I that. started to really build like my foundation of recipe development. And I did that for a few years. And once that job ended, you I did five a week for a few years, uh, like two, 
Yeah, like two years. That's a lot How of recipes. How many recipes do you so think you've recipes. created? Uh, over like, time? Uh, up till right now. Oh my gosh. It's got to be in the thousands. Near, yeah. A thousand, I would say a thousand or more. It's Her website, like, whatever you want to cook, but do it like the cool way with a smoker <laughs> or a grill. Like, it's not just like brisket and ribs. I no, mean, it's everything. You probably have a scrambled egg recipe on there for um, a smoker or something. I have. It's called a triple pork breakfast fatty. There Told it is you. right and there. And it has scrambled eggs and ham and cheese rolled inside of sausage, rolled inside a bacon weave. And then oh you gosh, smoke it and you so slice good. it into little medallions and it's like eggs and sausage and bacon and ham. I like had to get off of your website because it was making me so hungry. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> it's hazard amazing. all of the time. It's making me fat. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Todd, do you have a favorite? I mean, you get to test oh all this. I've gosh. been able to come to the test kitchen a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we fed you awesome a few things. when that happens. I think my favorite thing ever was I just come home from work one night and like there were just these ribs sitting on the counter and they had like jalapenos on them. And I just like, I made sure I was okay to eat them because usually it's like, wait, 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 we need to take pictures. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he <laughs> tries pictures, to take pictures. a bite before I've like yeah. taken <laughs> photos of it and then he gets in trouble so i just <laughs> i bit into it and it was and she called them her apple jalapeno ribs and with the with like her own homemade apple jalapeno barbecue sauce and it was incredible it was like the most delicious bite of rib i've ever had in my life it was just i can tell your mouth's watering right oh, now yeah. just the way you're talking there is saliva <laughs> being produced right now i can hear right it now. i can hear this <laughs> i mean doesn't that's kind of cool right <laughs> so i remember when because when Susie and i first met i'm a very traditional barbecue right so I remember this conversation about, because I knew that's what you were going to say, because we've had this conversation before. And I remember the first time you told me about, I think it was when you created them, maybe. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Apple jalapeno, or it was Dr. Pepper jalapeno or something we were talking jerky. about. All the jerky, yeah. No, it was ribs. Was it ribs? Anyways, I was just kind of like, whatever, gimmicky. And then I remember you like standing up no dude no like you Fight have no me. idea that's These cam's response to everything best. i make is he like kind of eye rolls at first and he's all stupid yep. <laughs> well half of that's just to kind of like rile you up which it is it it's is fun funny. but no i mean now i never make fun because every single thing i've ever eaten that she makes we actually did a cook-off against each other once and we'll we get into did. that later and i was just like the show made me look somewhat competent, but I felt like an absolute <laughs> idiot in real life because I looked at hers and I'm just like, I suck at cooking. But I mean, I cook what I like to cook. I don't, you know, I think I would go crazy. Like, that's why I have so much respect for what you do, because that would be exhausting to have to think and create like that all the time. And but see, you, ha but you have to love it like. and see that <laughs> that's where we're wired differently. I yeah. think that's why we made a good team Yeah, is because. I've got the four or five things I like to cook, and I really just try to stick with that. But you're wired to where you want to create All and the time. make those things even better. Yeah. And, and gosh, God bless you. Well, for and it. that's how the site was born, right? right. It's because I got laid off from this job writing recipes for another company, and I could not Idiots. imagine. I could not like imagine a world where I wasn't developing doing barbecue recipes, recipes anymore. And not just recipes. Like I could have gone to any kind of recipes that I wanted. But for me, like barbecue was it. Like I'd found my people. I loved the barbecue community. I loved everything that they stood for, like the weekend warriors working hard and then just slowing it down. And we'd fallen in love with it. Yeah, spending sure. time with family. And I just like that was the lifestyle that I wanted to lead was where those memories were made around the table. And and I couldn't fathom 
a place where like that wasn't a part of my life. So we finally just, it took me a couple months to convince myself that starting my own thing was a good idea. Were you surprised that barbecue was it? Like when you got into it, like, did you go in thinking? No. no. When I I went into it, it was a cool job that happened to be barbecue. Okay. And so by the end of it to be so like invested in that space that I couldn't imagine what else I could do. So that's when we started running the gamut. Like, okay, do we open a food truck? Do we try to open a restaurant? Like, what does it look like so that I can still cook barbecue every day and be involved in the barbecue space, but still be home with my kids? I had three little kids. And so I was determined to find an avenue where I could keep cooking barbecue. I could still be a part of this community. I could still do what I loved every day and get to hang out with my kids. And I think that speaks volumes about barbecue the food and the community in itself is just that someone like us with zero barbecue background and tradition just within the space of a year or two of just doing it just fell in love with it and it became our lives basically it's incredible it's addicting it's addicting addicting. and you know if you think about it you got on the wave oh yeah i mean you helped create the wave really because it's like oh i always (laughs) i no i disagree because i think that you're the newer age of I think you took something traditional and you made it work online. Because online, you can't just do the same thing over and over. Like, I, I couldn't just post brisket I know. over and the over and over. Brisket like, technique. people want fresh yeah. content. Like, you, you have to kind of keep feeding the beast. So, for you to fall in love with barbecue and be creative enough to spin it. Well, not just barbecue. You do a lot of things that grilling. we can call it barbecue because it's made on a smoker. Or we could call it grilling because it's made on a grill. But it's like you said, it's like I wanted to take everything inside to outside yeah. and cook it differently. And yeah. people don't understand the different flavors you get when you do that and how much harder it makes. Because an oven inside a 70 degree house is the same every time. Yep. yep. But when you introduce wind, humidity, <laughs> snow, snow, <laughs> yeah. rain, it, it it completely changes the dynamic and it, and it helps you understand, you know, what food is and how yeah. it works and well, and that's something that I learned too is I, I'm self-taught essentially. Everything that I learned was by doing it and messing it up a lot. Right. And at the time, like this was six or seven years ago, I'm reading everything that I can find. And there are cookbooks out there, sure. right? Not a not ton of videos, not a ton of videos online, truly. Um, not a lot on social media, not a lot on the internet, like for teaching people how to barbecue. And if you wanted to learn how to make barbecue, you had to pay to go to a class in the South because there weren't things right. out here on the West Coast, really. Until this Very, Saturday. very small. Right. right. It's growing. <laughs> Sorry, but sold like, out. There wasn't information. <laughs> there wasn't as much information available. Sure. And so like, I felt really strongly that when I started developing recipes and when I started writing recipes, it had to be approachable to the home cook. It had to make... Somebody at home reading this recipe feel like, oh, I can do that because I didn't I didn't feel like that. I felt like unless I learned this special skill passed down from my great uncle Ted (laughs) that I spent hours in the summers, you know, because that's everybody's story that we're in the barbecue space years and years ago was I learned at the hands of my dad. I learned it from my uncle. I learned it. I didn't. I mean, I grew up in a family that liked to cook. My dad loved to grill. We did burgers, hot dogs, salmon, steaks, ribs. Like, we did it all on a propane grill. We had a restaurant, so I knew food, but I really didn't have that personal barbecue right. anthology, that creation story of barbecue in my life. So I wanted to write recipes for people at home. 
Like I wanted to write recipes for myself seven years ago and be like, hey, terrified person <laughs> who has this barbecue for the first time and needs to cook on it. Right. Here's what you can do. Here's some tips. Here's some tricks. Here's an awesome recipe. And it's going to be great the first time. Are they? I'm not a cook. I don't pretend to be. Time. How long does it take most of your recipes? Prep, cook, I mean, from yep. start to finish. I mean, so what does it look like? So there's time on there, but you know, with barbecue, it's all about temperature. Yeah. And so we talk about that a lot. Like okay. we have temperature guidelines for your smoker. We have possible timelines for it to take. And then we have temperature guidelines, teaching people the skills that they need at home to turn out a good brisket. And is your first one going to be as good as your hundredth? Probably not. I Almost not. guaranteed. No. Yeah. Right. But if you follow the things that I write down, you're going to get a good result the first time right. and you're going to be happy with it. You're not going to feel like you wasted 80 bucks on a piece of meat that sucks. You wouldn't smoke ribs with pine wood, for example. For example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, if my recipe time. was out there for Cam when he was looking for a way to cook smoke, right. smoke ribs the first time. I wouldn't have used pine. Yeah. Might not have used pine. So <laughs> I just I think, wanted to see smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of how like Hey Grill Hey got started. And then the name we were just looking for, like, what's something funny? Like, what's a play we could do on grill or grill or barbecue or, you know, something funny? Because we right. have a lot of fun. Yeah. It's not serious. Like, we talk about barbecue like it's this holy grail. But, like, it's fun. Barbecue is so freaking fun. If it's not right. fun, we're doing it wrong. So, Absolutely. Hey Grill Hey is like, it's punny. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's it's a good time. She and was on. We were in a grocery store and she was on another aisle. We were looking for this weird specific ingredient. And I found it. And I went, hey, Grill. And she comes running around. Hey, <laughs> hey, Grill, hey. And we're like, that's it. Anyway, that's how it came to be. So that, that was the grocery that's story. Exactly, that's, yeah. that's the story. Well, yeah. we've been trying awesome. for like two days to come up with something silly. You know, yeah. like girl meets grill or just, you know, yeah. Susie Q, whatever. But nothing stuck until that. We were like, oh, that's it. So, Todd, have you been involved from day one? Um, <laughs> that's a good question involved i mean you i mean as a husband he's been involved right. yeah he's eaten everything i've ever made i mean when it came to starting the website i mean i i mean i i made your i filed with the state to make the llc and got your employer irs number and all that yeah what's your background i have an accounting background he's a CPA. oh really so, so he did like the technical things from a like behind the scenes business. But when it comes to building, what's your hobby background? Music. Yeah. So I think it's funny because if you think about, if you think about this love connection, <laughs> like how I said that in the microphone. I did. Nice. I, I did gotta like slow it down a little yeah. deeper. <laughs> mm -hmm. I noticed. It's kind of a match made in heaven because you have two. Uh, you know, I would artists. I mean, in We're your both own right, you're both creators. very creative people. Yeah. But we both like shoved it down. For a long time to try to be like responsible adults, yeah. and you know, and that's <laughs> what for my you know. Family. I'm glad you said that because I think that's what a part of this podcast is about: is that we're talking to people that all were in the rat race. Oh yeah, to start, and at whatever age, you know, that's one thing I love that Susan Peter said or Susan Peterson of Freshly Pick said was that it's never too late to do your thing. No, like don't worry about anybody else's timeline. I wasn't, let's see, I was 31 years old the first time I smoked ribs with Pinewood, right? <laughs> I'm 40 now, and I mean, look what has happened in nine years. Oh, yeah. But with Todd, okay, who doesn't need an accountant when they're starting a business, it's right? It's been real nice. Yeah. Right. But music and music pr producing, Yep. I've been in your studio, so editing, 
Yep. Production. Yep. It's like, and it, that's kind of where Todd really came and, into it. How lucky yeah. is that? Right. So lucky. So we started making videos like recipe videos for people. So not only could you read the post, right. But you could watch this being made from start to finish. And that's kind of when Hey Girl Hey really started to explode on social media. Makes you really different than most of the recipe things right. out there. We started making videos of our recipes. Yeah. So people could see the barbecue. You could see the color on the bark. Right. You could see the consistency of the sauce or whatever it was. Um, and we just found people really responded well to that. And that's what Todd, I finally convinced him. I was like, I need help. Like I'm maxed out on what I can do alone. And so he started editing those videos for me and he wrote all the music. All the music that you ever see on one of our videos is Todd. He's written all oh, the backtracks really? to our music. How many instruments music. do you play? I mean, well. <laughs> I mean He can play he can he can jingle on all of them. Yeah, Listen, pretty good. He plays the trumpet. Okay. I can play He plays bass, he plays drums, yeah, he plays yeah. guitar, he plays the ukulele. Yeah. He's just a good guy. He plays the piano. <laughs> You're just special people. So when you were thinking of videos, did his background influence your decision I knew to start it would doing help videos? For sure. He had no editing background in terms of editing videos at all. Okay. Everything that he did, he learned. I just watched YouTube videos. He just learned and figured it out. The music stuff was really convenient and fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it was nice having an in-house editor, so to speak, because I could sit next to him on the couch and there were many nights. It was like 3 a.m. Yeah. where I'm like, let's get we got to get this video out tomorrow. Like, let's just do it. And we would just sit on the couch and pull our eyes out trying to figure out, you know, the intricacies of editing video, which is right. a whole skill set in itself. Oh, man, I can't imagine. Um, so when you started posting, where were you posting to? So the blog was like our first landmark. Like that okay. was our home base. And it still is to this day. That's where all of our recipes live. That's where all of our information lives. And we've built it into a lot more things since then. But the website is like our home base. And then we consider all of our social channels like just arms of that. Okay. And the, the goal with all of our social media is to send people back to our website so that they know when they're looking for a recipe for anything barbecue or smoker related, like we can be that resource. Okay. How did you learn how to do that? Do what? The posting and the, the <laughs> social, me the social media, the social yeah. media side. I mean, um, controlling your traffic. And I luckily, so I've been in the blogging space for over a decade. Okay. Um, I How started did, working. What did you do there? I started working for a deal blogger when my daughter was like six months old. He just started his first job. We just bought our first house. I was not working and we were like so broke and we were trying to pay for him to take his CPA exams and fund all of that. And I so got my first couple of paychecks and I was like, oh, crap, like we, can't, <laughs> oh, we're we can't pay all our bills. Great. <laughs> we're not going to make it. Um, and so I started working from home while my daughter was just this tiny little baby so that I could kind of supplement our income. And I needed something like I always my brain just won't shut up. It's like a computer screen with 90 tabs open all the time. So I needed something to kind of keep my mind a little bit more occupied. So I started working for a local deal blogger here in Utah. And she posted like when couponing was like the thing uh -huh. she would post the coupon matchups. And so I would go to Walmart and take pictures of what was on sale and match it with coupons and write posts for her. So I kind of learned the back end of like a WordPress blog Okay. and I knew she was making money. And so I knew that it was possible to monetize a blog. I didn't know exactly how she was doing it or all of the avenues, but I just like having the little peek behind the curtain that I did gave me a little bit of experience moving forward. <clears throat> and then I worked for another startup company that put on those like 
color powder throw oh, like, they, like the color run yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i worked on their social media team for a couple of years and saw how they used their social media channels to sell tickets to their races okay and so then i saw how social media could kind of be used to advertise and monetize for a company and then when it came time for me to start my own blog like there was so much i didn't know so much i didn't know but i do feel like i was lucky enough to start off with a little bit of a leg up because i had that past in you know, working on other WordPress blogs and knowing that blogs could be monetized and mm -hmm. knowing how companies could use social media to grow their brand presence. So I felt like I had a little bit of experience and then like, I like to learn things. So when it was barbecue, like I just sucked in all the barbecue knowledge I could find. And then when it came to blogging, I sucked in all of the blogging knowledge I could find from anywhere I could find it. I mean, there are articles on how to build a successful food blog and monetize. Like there are conferences for food bloggers. Courses, like you can, right? Yeah, you can pay for courses online now. You can go to conferences. And so I did. So I remember like begging Todd for 500 bucks to pay for a conference. Like, because I was making no money. Like we right. took losses the first two years on Hey Grill Hey. Like anything we used, I poured immediately back into education so that I could learn more how to do this. When did the revenue start coming? You weren't maybe profitable, but when you started it, I mean, did it take you months to kind of organically get the traffic or get people looking before you could monetize it or yeah were you able to at least start generating some kind of revenue pretty quickly well and just to start a timeline when did hey grill hey officially start march like of year? 2015 okay yeah so we're just over four years old right now okay. um wow. and so it took me a few that's months that's it that's it wow yeah are you wow yeah that's so cool it's pretty insane so it took a couple months. Um, I landed my first brand deal a couple months in because I was doing local TV station appearances and somebody was like, oh, do you want to talk about our product? Well, you're one of these places. And I was like, sure. Learned later that that's kind of against the rules. I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I talked to the producer at the TV station. She's all, people have to pay us to advertise right. on our show, not you. And I was like, oh. They're sly. <laughs> sly anyway, I didn't know better. Now I know better. We don't right. do that anymore. They were fine. They like laughed at me and they were like, <laughs> it's fine. Rookie. Uh, <laughs> I know I was a rookie. Uh, so that was like my first paid gig. And then we kind of built it from there. And then. Did you I reach mean, out to get on TV or did someone reach out? To I you reached that first out time? to get on TV. I actually reached out on your behalf that first time. Um, because we were in the meat madness competition. We each oh, put a recipe right. in meat madness right. and there were like six Utah people in this national recipe contest. Okay. So I reached out to a local news station and I was too scared to reach out on my own behalf. So I reached out and I was like, Oh, you should do a story. There's like a bunch of Utah people in this recipe <laughs> contest. That's pretty cool. Maybe you could get all the Utah people on there. And, and if I, not just me, I'm also a Utah people. I could come, I guess, I'm if you also wanted a Utah to. People. I am. I'm one of these Utah. I happen to also. Oh, I I'm in the contest too. Strange. You're like, and I'm um, the only girl, and I'm better than all of the other. I ones. wasn't the only girl. Well, anyway, um, the only one that mattered. <laughs> just kidding. So it got to the. By the time the producers emailed me back, I think the contest was like over, maybe, or it was really close to over. I don't over. even know that I know that you did that. Uh, no, I don't think you did know That's that I awesome. did that. That's um, awesome. I was like one of the last ones left in the competition. Right. You, I, I don't remember. Did we get out in the same I round? I was or? rigged. Anyway. Because technically I work for the company. I didn't <laughs> really have to do anything. I think Rude. I just made it. I was like campaigning for votes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because um, when they asked me to do that, I was just like, I don't want to do that like yeah. i don't create recipe i'm not like a recipe creator i i love cooking barbecue and i love the restaurant but 
whenever anybody asks me to create recipes, that's just not really my... That's all right. You know what I mean? We like, all have our strengths. Well, and that's it. Like you, I think what's funny is you just mentioned a few minutes ago that you have like 90 tabs open all the time. All the time. And I think that that speaks volumes about you, you've got all this creative energy. So creating is natural for you yeah right like, sometimes todd might wish i could like close at least half of them right well it's funny because i think that's why you and i made a good team we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> our little tv show that almost happened here in a minute but so close we are so opposite yeah you know like yeah. i'm way more laid back and just kind of make dirty jokes and just you know and i <laughs> i know that i drive Susie crazy sometimes it's just in a good way but but i think that's but I also need to be more like, you know, it was it was good for me to see like, man, I, I need to be more like Susie. And yeah, well, I drive you done. crazy, too, because I'm like, we could put these 90 things yeah. in there. And you're like, it's just barbecue, idiot. <laughs> like it literally only needs three things like back it down a little. Right. So, you know, it's a good balance. Meet, meet in the middle. Yeah. Meet. It's a that that was a that was M-E-A-T a in the middle. Oh, it was a barbecue you pun. Did you Bro. We love a good barbecue pun. <laughs> no, I didn't know I did that. <laughs> I think we just thought of a new name for something. Meat in the middle. Meat in the middle. Meat in the middle. Yeah. That could be our show. There, there you go. Meat in the middle. There could go a lot of different There's ways. There's like fireworks going off in my <laughs> mind right now. Because, I mean, we are the epitome of having to meet in the middle. Yeah. Top and then there's it. meat. I mean, you guys middle. could make a show about being a working couple. Because, I mean, marriage is meeting in the middle. Yeah. Right? And you could call it meat in the middle. That's what we should and call it could our just new be YouTube your, series, your family series. Meat in the middle. The problem is there's not enough drama in your house because Todd is just <sighs> you guys just I'm get along chill. good. No drama. Okay, so sorry. I, I don't even know. Oh, track. we got I got on TV. Right, TV. Yeah. So, so you didn't. So you reached I out on your own. I pitched everybody okay. to go on together, and she was like, well, "Why don't you just come on and do a segment?" And I was like. Squeaky wheel I'm gets the grease, man. I panicked a little bit. I um I panicked so hard that I literally dyed my hair bright red with a box hair color the <laughs> night before going on TV the first time. And you're like, dang it, it was just for men. <laughs> I am <laughs> not kidding. Like full, like bright red hair. I don't know why or what I was thinking. I think like something snapped inside of me where I was like, I guess I have to be a redhead now. <laughs> like the night before going on TV the first time. I We've make, all been there. I make questionable decisions under duress. Right. Um, but anyway, I went on the first time. It was super fun. And that's when I was like, oh, like I want to do this more. Like I love teaching people on that, like, on the set. I loved being on the set. I love the energy of production, like all of it. So that's kind of what spurred a lot of things moving forward is I kind of got to the point where I was like, why don't we just make our own show? Like, why don't we just start filming our own stuff? Like we have the equipment. I'm taking pictures with a camera that does video. Let's make video. It's kind of a common theme where people start something's like, they're doing it. I can do it. Yeah. 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 Like, and they're not I, any better than I like, we can do totally. that. Totally. And so once I realized that I was like, Oh, like this is super doable. There was a moment. So that first time she was on, I went. A couple of your friends went. I think your brother. Oh, it was like a big. I like invited yeah, we all, people to come. We watch. all went and sat in the audience and watched. But like as soon as she was on, like we all looked at each other. We're like, who is this? And then oh, when yeah. you were done, you're like, I want to do this. That was fun. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think I told him that day. Actually, I was like, dude, my new goal is like a Food Network show. Like I'm gonna do this. Really? Like this yeah. is what I want to do. It was, it was so it powerful was like that electric. she made it my new goal, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> I just followed you along for the ride, man. But no, it was there was definitely like one of those moments where things just felt like 
electric. Like they felt right. And so I was like, okay, I don't know how that will actually happen. You know, like how do you like make yourself beyond Food Network? But I think you could say that about every step oh, before yeah. that. And you're, I mean, if you think about it, I think it's interesting how what makes a person want to jump and do it their own way or take the risk on their own and do it their you know do it on their own yeah what is that because that's it's it that is another common theme that we've been seeing in here is you're doing the blog for the deal person taking pictures at walmart Mm -hmm. right and then that transitions into this and that transitions into that and it's like we're already using a camera that does video so let's do video i mean and then suddenly find yourself here looking back going like oh like who orchestrated that path but you know what I mean? But you realize, but you realize you did orchestrate it because you realize that 99% of people wouldn't look at it that way. Right. right? I mean, 99% of people wouldn't say like, let's pull Todd away from being a CPA. Let's pull stop. Let's stop being, you know, most people want the secure. Oh, that was terrifying. Path, right. Though. I mean, it is terrifying, Can we talk but about you how did terrifying it. it was to have him leave his job. But but how many people even think about leaving the job? And I think that's what makes these people special, like you guys, is that like where does the entrepreneurial kind of spirit risk taking? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you assess risk. Like, you know, I think you would admit that you overthink Todd sometimes. Does. No, I'm like I'm the idiot that charges into <laughs> battle like with no armor on. I'm all this is gonna be fine. I think idiot's the wrong word though now, uh, right? Well, We've I mean it's working out so far. But like an idiot, it, crazy, it, it, crazy. <laughs> I don't know. That's but Steve too. Jobs was crazy. Oh, Man, yeah. I'll right? take crazy. I mean, I'll take stupid. I'll take crazy. Give me all the labels because it's been worth it. I mean, 2017. So we'd been blogging for almost two years, and I had started to see like I had ads on running on my site now, and I had enough website traffic that it was generating pretty consistent income every month. It wasn't great income. It was like right. less than part time. But we hit 2017 and I told Todd, I was like, this is it. Like you're quitting your job this year. And I was making, like I said, like way less than part time. We called it my jobby because it was like my hobby that was expensive that sometimes <laughs> I made money. We're talking like two to three hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Like side hustle. As and, Susan and would she's call it. telling me I'm going to quit my job this year. And I'm like. Okay. And the CPA? Yeah. <laughs> no. Todd, I know a lot of like, CPAs, and that is not a conversation that's going to go. No. Well. This is the com- this is Todd and I's entire marriage. Hey, let's do this. Nah. <laughs> and then uh, within a couple years, we're doing that thing. Um, and it's awesome. Because I just, I don't know. Apparently, I'm an overbearing person. <laughs> but he's, I think he likes it. I'm, I'm all in. Hey, would now. you rather be He's in it now doing people's taxes in a cubicle right now? No, no, not a chance. So it took him Come a minute. March and April, but no, like no, by no. the end of that year, you guys, he quit his job in December of that year. Yep. That was going to be my next question. You put it so. out there and made it happen. Yeah. Happen. So I've, I'm, I'm always the person that doesn't necessarily have a plan. Like I don't know how Food Network's going to happen. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I'm going to be on Food Network. And then I wait for things to work out and I hustle my butt off in the meantime right. <laughs> to right. do whatever I can to make it happen. Do you ever hold his old job over him? Like, you know, <laughs> I brought you into this world and I can. If you, if you don't do guys. this, I'm going to send you back to CPA <laughs> yeah. land. No, <laughs> but like, I hey, feel like I'm really, I've been H&R missing out on a talk. good bargaining tool for the last few years. It's because you don't need it because I'm such a good husband. Or yeah. You are well, he's always the guy that's like, worst case scenario, I can get another job. I was like, that is literally no. the worst case scenario. <laughs> it's like you going back to being a CPA. Nothing against CPAs, but if you know Todd, oh, yeah. you cannot even imagine this Not man a in a 
polo shirt and pants. I mean, he'd be like the coolest CPA ever. He is the coolest (laughs) CPA ever. But still. But that's like a hard title to hold. You know, right. you yes. want to be the coolest. Is it that hard? Or ever. it's not that hard. <laughs> 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 or, well, here. Listen, all, we're all going to get less returns after this. <laughs> all of our all your tax friends bill, are going to listen Everyone's to taxes like, just went out. No, that's why there's, are there personality types that are well suited to that career? Sure. And they're, they're the perfectionist types. They like doing the same things. They like the consistency. The security. And, and the security. And I think Todd thought that he liked security and consistency until I like ripped him naked and afraid out of that world and out of his Ooh, you know oh. business attire and put him in a hay grill hay hat and was like Dyed do this my hair now red, <laughs> went on ksl oh my gosh was it and ksl then, um no it was channel four channel four good, good things you oh wow look at you, you guys. guys did that at the same time <laughs> i think i was that off was a little great. i was off a little <laughs> we were both off a lot oh. anyway yeah so I don't, I don't know if he was like super into it but i think he just it hit the point where it was like, okay, now or never. Like, we're going to make the jump or we're not going to make the jump. And so he was all in. He was all in. And for me, that was such a big thing to just have his 100% like confidence and support. Sure. And until it was not 100% confidence and support. We can talk about that in a minute. But like. Oh, let's talk about that, it. Like, he quit his job <laughs> in December. And January through March are like historically our slowest months of the year, right? right? Just because not a lot of people are barbecuing. It's cold. In January. Well, it's cold here. Yeah. But even then, like people are turning to other types of food. Like January, they want salads and smoothies and they have resolutions. Oh, and I see what you're that's saying. Anyway. That, that's interesting that you know that. I mean, yeah. that is true. We see we see a couple week dip yeah. in sales The beginning of the year. And it's right after the holidays. So people are on tighter budget. All, all sorts of things right. contribute. We kind of have this slump in the at the beginning of the year. And I had gone to another blog conference in march or april well i quit my job in december and we our income was up yeah december november end of the year is really really high right (laughs) so so he's feeling good two incomes to one income you're like i cursed it i cursed it and we when he quit we had six months in the bank and that was it like we were gonna make it work and we would know in six months if we could swing it or not. And and the first three months of the year when things were slow, I was like, you know what we should do is we should totally redesign the site and build a custom site because <laughs> I think it'll be better, which is like 10 grand. I was yeah. going to say, for um, people, like I still have a crappy website because every time I get the <laughs> so like, invoice like this is, or the bid, like yeah. this yeah. is how much it would be a website. I'm like, I, no. Well, I'm not that's buying way a too car. much money. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So we redesigned they want the my website. food, come in and eat it. We built this whole um, subscription platform called The Grill Squad. So it's like a paid member platform on our website. So we did all of this cool stuff that was very, very expensive. What's that? It's So it's like a subscriber only. There's stuff behind a paywall. So you pay, it's 50 bucks for a year. Okay. And you get total access to my website with no ads. So if you want like a premium viewing experience, there's no ads. There's also hours master classes. Yeah, hours of video footage. They're called meat master classes. And it's like I like... If I were to learn how to smoke a brisket the first time and I didn't have the resources to go to Cam's class, right? And I didn't, I couldn't Listen, drive. Listen, it's cheap, okay? No, I'm, I'm not I'm worth saying, more than what I charge. I just mean the time. Know, like a lot of people can't drive to a barbecue class. Right. A lot of people can't, you know. Well, scheduling's a huge part yeah, of it. Yeah, scheduling's a big deal. every time I post a class, oh gosh dang it, I'm gone this I weekend. know, it's I'd so hard. I'd have 300 hard. people in there if it was online. Yeah, so we built it online so okay. that people could 
come in, they could take a brisket masterclass, pork masterclass, right. chicken, ribs, steak. Um, and there's workbooks that go along with it with notes and barbecue journals so they can track their cooks. And you get both of our ebooks for free. Um, we record podcasts for the Grill Squad. They have exclusive discounts to our product store called Patio Provisions that we can talk about. We just launched a product store this year um, with like our own line of rubs and sauces and merch and butcher them. paper. They're delicious. And thank you. And uh, so we built that that year also. And I come back from this conference and Todd's like, so I was looking for jobs while you were gone. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Todd? I had been cheated on. Adobe's hiring. <laughs> no, oh like my gosh. It was maybe worse than like an extramarital affair. <laughs> like kind of a gut punch. <laughs> like, oh, I don't really believe in what we're doing. So I'm yeah, out. It was. Well, I think it just got to him. Right. Like it was a big transition. Number one to go from the type of life that we had been living that was very traditional. Right. We had the full-time income and I had my cute little hobby and my cute little kids. And to make that jump from that lifestyle, this very traditional lifestyle to whatever the crap we were doing now, which we didn't even know what it was going to look like, but he was like lead parent at that point. I had taken all of the blog responsibilities on myself and our relationship was different. It was just different because he wasn't gone all day and right. I was home all day and he was home all day and our kids were home all day and we were trying to figure out how to navigate. So you guys were fighting? Respon no, we weren't kidding. fighting. <laughs> we weren't fighting, but I it think just that's a really is interesting like dynamic. discord. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, like, could I don't know if I could work with my wife. I yeah. think we would kill each it other. It took a lot. We didn't fight, but it I just she takes would a you. lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a joy. <laughs> Actually, takes a right. lot of negotiating right. and there was a lot of like okay i did things this way he's gonna do things this way and and it was good i wouldn't say we ever fought did anyone um, ever advise you not to do it yes because <laughs> yeah Talk. very few people yes. make the family <laughs> business work right so. no we had a lot of people especially because i think it's one thing if you open a restaurant i right. think it's one thing if you start a brick and mortar retail business it was a completely different animal trying to tell our parents or anyone right pr pretty much anyone like ah oh, yes How we're do doing a food that? blog people are like i don't know what that means right we're like, gonna make money online know. sure you are i yeah. don't know is this like y2k like <laughs> i invested in the internet money, probably I, I invested in the internet um, yeah, so a lot of people were very skeptical about what this was as a business and how we could make it work. And so we definitely had a lot of people like, are you sure? Were they more skeptical about the business or were they more skeptical about husband, wife working together? Uh, I, I think most people that know us are like, yeah, I'll be fine. Your right. relationship yeah. is good and they know you guys. Yeah. Right. I, no, I could see that. We get Absolutely. that a lot. Like, oh, you two are perfect. But my wife and I no, we couldn't do that. Yeah. 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 We're, we're very lucky. Like our relationship dynamic is very. And like I said, when, when he quit and when we were having like struggles with building the business or what this was going to look like, it was never like our marriage that was on the line, but we were trying to figure out all those other roles. Like, well, to your point, like when you got back from that conference and he was looking for a job, like, <laughs> well, no, just the you, fact that might've been like one of the Todd. first times you ever felt like he wasn't a hundred percent there behind you. Yeah. You know? Well, I think I just had to remind myself that he's so much more cautious than I am. Well, and you know, I, I tell this to my wife sometimes too. I think that it is, and maybe this is like the old traditional thing, you know, I think times have changed, but I think inherently in men, we feel like it's our job to take care of the family. Yeah. yeah. He's and the so provider. And it, so when right. things were rough in his mind, 
I'm not gonna. I mean, I'll speak for you a little, and you can correct me. But I think in his <laughs> mind, You're it's probably like right. in his mind, it's like, oh, See, we husband. need more cash. I get the job. Yeah, right. right. Like this is. What he wasn't we doing anything. Done. It was wasn't no towards me, it was just... and it wasn't even that I don't think that he believed that I was capable. Right. It just hit that point where it was like, oh, something has to change, or we're not going to make it. Luckily, luckily. <laughs> May was incredible. Luckily, May <laughs> was May good. Was, we made a lot of money that May. We so. recovered that. Why? We launched. What the, we launched the, the subscriber grill. platform. Okay. Everyone's um, grilling in May, so our exactly our traffic, our, our went, traffic up, went up. Our website, revenue. the new design on the website, did these magical things for SEO, which is search engine optimization. So, the things that we were posting were ranking higher in okay. Google, and our videos started to really like catch steam and and we had several viral videos over the course of like a year and a half that were like i mean hundreds of millions of views was there a first Are you video serious? That yes. like was How? there a first video that you remember just being the exciting uh, recipe or whatever. yeah so like, that was oh apple gosh. jalapeno ribs we made a video of and it was our first first that was like close to viral i would say I what, think what is like, what would what's defined as viral well that one i think viral, hit like, like seven hundred thousand okay. views and at the time we only had like twelve thousand followers on facebook Holy and smokes. so for it to like go that far and wide for us was like insane and so then, what makes that like i'm sorry what makes ahead. that happen how does it, how does 700,000 people all of a sudden become interested in some ribs? <laughs> because social media, especially Facebook, was very, um, like it was geared towards new awesome content. And yeah. video content was pretty new two or three years ago. Yeah. And so people were releasing video content. It would show up higher in people's feeds. Okay. And then those people could just click the share button. Then all of a sudden they hit share and all of their followers saw that they shared this thing or they would comment and tag their friend. And then you would see it in your algorithm like Carl tagged Ginger so-and-so right. in this video. Um, all the tags were crazy. When tags were tag, crazy. Yeah. And so it was just like this perfect storm of this new type of content being created, this video content, plus barbecue content, plus the time of year. Like it all added up in a way that was like... It was just awesome. And so it helped really establish our website as like a resource for cool recipes. We okay. had a growing social media presence. Um, and so it kind of just all started to stack up in the right way. But the the video uh, you I think you were alluding to was the, that Dr. Pepper jalapeno beef right. jerky video. That's the Oh, that, like, so that was beef jerky. Yeah. Okay. Within We posted it on a Thursday morning and... I, I like couldn't sleep that night because I'm so excited about it. I was up at like 6 a.m. checking it, and we broke a million views like in 24 oh hours. By the end of the weekend, we had over 5 million views on it, and our website traffic wow. was just going through the roof. And then like that's when we got the ad revenue payment for that month, that's when my mind started changing. I'm like, oh, I think we can really make The CPA happen. side kicked in. That's yeah. when your ringtone was like cha-ching, right? <laughs> we got a text. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 that would be so funny. My mom has a an online store. She does she does essential oils her own, and it's funny because on her phone she just likes to keep tags on things, but it it actually makes like ching cha ching sound that too. whenever anybody <laughs> buys something from her store, yep. and it goes off all day long. And I'm like, that's actually kind of cool, but really annoying. Anyway, just makes you smile a little bit. You're yeah, like, ah, I got one exactly. Yeah, Todd totally has that on his phone. And yep, so it's anyway, it's just kind of been like once we hit that May, like we really did go through like this crazy March and April that was like, I don't know, we're making terrible decisions. Right. <laughs> and then uh, May hit and then it's just been pretty consistent. It's very interesting that your business 
like we're both in the barbecue space, mm-hmm. right? It really is very similar oh, to yeah. how it's super sick because every January, February, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm losing customers. What's going on? We have to shut it down. <laughs> create something. I need to. I gotta do something. And then, like May and June hit. Every January, just... you think about putting a salad on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You do. <laughs> I know I you do. do. Fries. You have uh, told salads? me that every time. You're like, I gotta start clam doing chowder. I gotta start uh, doing salads food, right? in January. A clam chowder and a bread bowl. Can I do a bread barbecue bread bowl? A so barbecue yeah, bread bowl? That is hilarious. So okay, <laughs> smoothies and salads then for January. Yeah, January. <laughs> for the res- we'll salads. call it the resolution menu. <laughs> It'll last it three might weeks. actually work, dude. That Let's would be do a hilarious. Menu next year. I probably was here every January second. Like, yeah. <laughs> me and my workmates, like, no, we're eating barbecue at first. Um, that's our anniversary, by the way, is January second. So oh, yeah. he's really? coming here to celebrate by himself every year. <laughs> I guess. I remember. I remember the, the first time I heard you say that <laughs> he cheated on me with Cam's brisket. It's yeah. the one thing that I make that. I can say that I can make better than Susie, but only slightly, maybe. He does, but love that's your only because I probably cooked one hundred and fifty thousand more than you. And because it's nostalgic for Todd. Todd right. is like the king of nostalgia. If something sparks like a happy memory for him, he'll love it until the day he dies, See, and I, he'll talk I, about I it to I'm everybody. And so we had been cooking barbecue, right? And I'd done a couple briskets, and I, I don't know, they were fine, but like it takes time for to sure. l- learn barbecue. There's really like this learning curve for sure. And so we try barbecue everywhere we go. And we were pretty deep into barbecue at this point when you had opened. Right. And he came and ate your brisket and was like, this is what I have been looking for. <laughs> My whole life has led to this moment. I like brisket. It was like the day you opened, too. Right. We were here. Yeah. That's so and cool. so I think for Todd, like your brisket will always be the best because, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. I might eventually one, at one day, one thing, I might one day make a better brisket than you, but it won't matter because for Todd, right. it's your brisket. Like that's the pinnacle of awesome brisket. <sighs> Got him locked in. Oh, yep. so nice. <laughs> it's locked an emotional in. thing for him. You can have it. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, you know, we have children together so I can give you brisket. <laughs> thank you. You're, You're welcome. right. Well, and you have like 652 other recipes that, because, I mean, that's one thing I love. I love how excited he gets about everything that you do. <laughs> like, that's one of the things I always say is adorable. But it's real. It is. It's pretty cool Ta- to have a built-in Ta- hype just, man. Ta- yeah, it's not, but it's not a hype man. Because a hype man's like a paid performer. <laughs> like, he genuinely loves your food. I pay him pretty well. well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> see, she just did it. Oh, yes. Oh, I brought you into this world. I can take you out, Todd. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about what year was what year did you come into the Spanish Fork restaurant to talk oh, to me? Man, it was two thousand seventeen, March two thousand seventeen. March two thousand seventeen. So tell us that story. It's better so coming from you. So I posted a video of myself slipping on ice and falling in my driveway. Really? Yes. On your Hey Girl. On my Hey Girl Hey Instagram account. Because I thought it was funny. Okay. And I think life is funny. So I share (laughs) stupid, funny things that I do on social media. Like, I don't really have, like, that perfect life filter. We just share whatever happens. Which is what. Speaking of, you should all go check out my newest basketball video because it's solid. Um, I became the champion of my neighborhood's Bingity Bing Bunk tournament the b- b- bingity bing bong b- it's a made-up tournament where people bounce <laughs> basketballs off the ground and into the basket and i won <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway um but yeah we post like random it's it's not all like look at this juicy barbecue like we have a lot of fun with it too and so i posted this video of myself falling in my driveway and like not too long after i get an email from a production company that's like hey 
um i found you on social media i'd love to talk to you about producing a show with food network and i was like what the heavens have opened the heavens i've done have it opened. Wait, i've done it they saw the ice video yeah <laughs> not the hundreds of barbecue other... videos well but I that's mean, what got him to that's kind of what got him to th- say like oh she has fun like this oh, could be wow. fun to watch because <laughs> yeah. i think there are plenty of people that post their smoky meat pics sure on the internet right <laughs> there's a lot of those <laughs> I, I, my wife made me stop doing that a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. They are mostly dudes. I will say Susie gives me more, that's what she said, lines than any person that and I know. And I always do it innocently, it and so, then I realize how The other day she said something in a text, and I wrote, that's what she said, but then she didn't respond to me for like a day, so I was kind of freaking out, like, that wasn't even a bad one. I'm like, is she I've mad? I've done way worse. <laughs> We laughed about it. Okay, oh, my good. gosh. <laughs> yeah, so she reached out and said, hey, we'd like to talk about doing a show. So they called. We did the Skype interview, and they were like, do you know any, like, like barbecue dudes that would be, like, funny and not terrible? Because we'd <laughs> like to partner you with somebody that you can, like, bounce off of, somebody that has more of that traditional style because you're very new. You're very different. I would think I was, like, a little bit too... I don't know, modern at the time. Well, and you're a girl. Which and I'm I, a girl. I think that, I think it's. I needed a big, strong I, barbecue and, man. And I don't even think it's about that. I it think wasn't. It, it, it's, it's about the audience and yeah. what they relate to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was the dynamic, and I totally agree. And like, I think that'd be a fun thing to talk about, because I'm sure you have some crazy stories about, you know, being a woman in a man's, you know, man's world, let's say barbecue, right? Like, I'm sure you were threatening to some, you know, some of those weak social media types that you know we had I'm a sure few you have some stories most people have been chill the worst people are on youtube oh, that's yeah. where i get the chauvinist comments everywhere other right. channels are not so bad some people Instagram's tell me amazing. i should go die like i get a lot of negative comments um youtube's for sure the worst but really yeah yeah huh. i don't know why it's fine i think it's because <laughs> it's my face you know, like sometimes you see a recipe and it's like not my face telling you to do things. Yeah. And so they see like a happy lady like, and this is when you turn your steak. And they're like, she's not telling me I how love, to turn a steak. I love what your impression of yourself is. Because it's so like, <laughs> she still thinks of herself as this like housewife. Like, this is how you turn your steak. She's got her jobbies. So, my yeah, jobbies is so, so cute. Well, even with your videos on Facebook, they'll be like, this guy has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> And then I get self-conscious about my hands because you see my hands in the video, like tearing membranes off her ribs. And I'm like, oh, did I forget to like wax my knuckles or something? Like why? They always assume that I'm a dude until they find out that I'm not a dude. That's why you wax your knuckles. I get it now. (laughs) You know, sometimes I leave my ring on in videos because I get a lot of proposals from like Joe in Oklahoma. (laughs) Like, if your husband ever gets tired of you, I got room in my oh. double wife. And <laughs> Hajish and who knows where. They're yeah, always proposing. I get marriage proposals a lot. <sighs> anyway, so, yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about. The TV show. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, the first thing I was like, actually, I totally know a dude. So, yeah. I told him your name. I was like, you need to check out Cam at Bam Bam. They looked up your social media and your page, and they were like, yeah, he looks perfect. Yeah. Like, they didn't even talk to you yet. Like, but we you have just, a lens wide enough. You Call him. Fit, you fit the description. I don't think they realized our height differential, though, right. uh, until they tried to film us in one lens, though, and I right. had to stand on foot-and-a-half tall boxes. Because you're what? How tall are you? I'm 5'7". I'm not sure. No, not at all. But he's really tall. And so we would stand by each other to do interviews, and I had to stand on a box. Otherwise, it was like my nose 
was the bottom of the frame and his head was like the tippity tip top of the frame (laughs) imax cameras yeah solved our problems (laughs) so i was like hey cam do you want to do this and he was like uh sure no we hung up and drove down to you you can't call the person and talk to probably annie and like oh no he's in spanish fork so we like just drove down to you immediately yeah yeah i remember it was funny because you guys showed up and said, hey, TV, whatever. And I've had a few people talk to me about TV. And all I remember feeling was just like, it never works. It never yeah. happens. Which I guess, looking back now, <laughs> we know that it still doesn't work. self-fulfilling Two prophecy years of right there. my life. Um, but, yeah. But, but I remember Spoiler just alert. We're she, not on Food Network I, together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were so close, too. Oh, my gosh. But we went through the whole process. So... You find a production company, you shoot what's called a sizzle. The sizzle goes to the network and the network's like, hey, they're cool. We want to see more. So you shoot what's called a proof of concept, which is like a seven to ten minute. That's when we cooked against each other in Colorado. Yeah. And I, we had like a, no contest. a little mini cook off, which I, think I they did manufactured win that time. the three to two vote for Susie. I think it was actually <laughs> five to zero. They didn't <laughs> want to make me look like an idiot. I feel like that's probably not true. You made a solid burger. Thank you. Um, you're a welcome. Stroganoff burger. Right? Yeah, with, yeah. Yeah. I used cream in that. Yeah. yeah. Cream it was and a good burger. Burger. You, you should be proud of it. Uh, you keep talking yourself down. So ugly. I but it was a good I learned burger. I have imposter syndrome. <laughs> is you that do. what it's called? Yep. Yeah. yeah it's called. I also have that. So See, it's everybody fine. knows what it is. I had yeah. no clue. <sighs> Ignorance yeah. is bliss. Okay. I have that. So I remember. So I do remember you saying Fixer Upper. Yeah. The, so it's, it's the, the same production company the company that produced that Fixer Upper and a bunch Chip of other HGTV and and shows. And did you reach out? Now, is this the people that reached out to you, though? Yeah, after the ice falling video. <laughs> you're gonna have to pull it up and watch yeah. it so it's pretty much oh, i will i'm not even in it I'll i'm holding the bing-ity camera bing-ity and then you rolling my screen i'm like look yeah. it's so beautiful to <laughs> and then it's me on the ground and i think i swore but it cut off the video too soon so yeah it's funny because they wanted to skype with me yeah i'm like what and they're just i remember it was i remember it was Katie and anyways, I guess that doesn't matter. You were like in your but truck. Before they started asking me questions, they like coached me like, okay, so be a little spunky. I'm sitting in my truck with my iPad propped up <laughs> and have it like, okay, when, when we ask you these questions, just kind of be high energy. I'm like, okay. And anyway, so we, I talked to him for like 10 or 12 minutes. Like, so what's your name? Cameron. <laughs> my name is Cameron True. You know, just trying to so be all spunky. spunky. Like, spunkiest. And so it went good, and then they made us Skype them <laughs> together. Yeah. So we came in here, set up like a cell phone on a tripod. You Skype made fun them. of my necklace. This is like what two years ago, two and a half years yeah, ago. Yeah, something like that. It's been a lot. We've hung, we've had a lot of adventures together. We have well, and and I think that that's why the story's so good because the whole time until like maybe six months ago, I always just it was in the back shell. It was in the back. Yeah. Right? I just didn't think it was going to happen, but then that sizzle turned into. A proof of concept, the, the little, which is like a mini pilot. Right. So they was that Denver? Yep. And so, then they or, they saw the mini pilot. And well, hold Network on. Before we like, go down, what was the show concept? It was like a travel competition show. Yeah. It, originally, it kind of went the, back and forth. The two of you so we, It was a travel lot, like kind of think of like a diner's drive-ins of, and dives of barbecue. But then we would take, so we would go visit a restaurant or two. And then we would take some of the things that we like. And build our own little plate and cook off against each other at the end Got using it. things that we were inspired by from the restaurants we visited. I didn't like that because 
like you're going up a recipe 37 recipes a week right yeah this girl is 38 but i'm sitting here going if they ever make us cook brisket like i'm losing 100 times out of 100 well and that's why i was like wouldn't it be better if we cook together because you know as long as we're in the meat area i can hold my own but she brings the creativity to it and can cook meat every bit as good as me and so anyway so it kind of shifted so we did we did the 10 minute thing and then the network liked it loved it right So then they ordered a pilot, which is like a full episode that's like ready to air. So we went to Texas. We cooked brisket against like one of the most legendary families in Texas barbecue, which was freaking awesome. It's the oldest privately owned barbecue joint in the whole state. Incredible barbecue. Amazing. So we got to cook with and against those guys and spend two days with them in the middle of like the craziest Texas thunderstorm that ever was. (laughs) Cooking on a pit that's not ours that neither of us have ever cooked on before. Wasn't and like the lid wasn't it wasn't sealed, it wasn't sealed. Yeah. the heat retention was a little bit ridiculous and so everything was off like all the productions it was crazy but we filmed it and it got edited and it went to the network and then it sat at the network and then it sat at the network and then they <laughs> sent it to focus groups and then they brought it back from focus groups and they finally called us and they were like pass pass <laughs> now that sounds quick, but that was like a year. And it oh, was it a was year more than of a year. Like, it was oh, like a year and a half, oh, almost two well, years. we might go back to this concept. or, And then they flew us back to Austin. So this was the most diva moment of my life. Oh, my oh, gosh. Geez. You remember? Yeah, so they, they had to get pickups for the show. So they wanted some edits on the show. Like they needed different things that they could say or whatever. And we basically had to wear the same clothes. We had to wear the same clothes but from now like this six is months August. before. We had to pretend it was the same day. We had to yeah. pretend it was the same day. Yeah. Now this is August in Austin. I was there okay. on this one. It was horrible. Now August in Austin is it's horrible. It is hot. It is humid. It's like about, 99 degrees and right. 99% humidity. And you know when we filmed the show it's a little easier because you're just doing your thing. Right? But this is like okay stand here and say this. 47 different times and it was things that we had originally said off the cuff right but they wanted it in like a cleaner take or a different like they wanted the wording a little bit different yeah. it was pretty a horrific Voice inflections. oh my gosh and so about three o'clock i always tell people like my most diva moment was three o'clock in austin doing these pickups were you putting the wrong and fastest on the wrong side i was i had sweated <laughs> through four t-shirts already a couple of hats and anybody that knows me knows that i hate heat like i hate being hot and I go, I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I go sit in my truck with the AC on full blast for like 10 minutes. But I just, I'll never forget, like, <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so Susie took me on this two-year two ride that oh ended my in my most diva moment ever. And, and we now didn't we're even get here. To- <laughs> And I mean, we, we did do another show that was aired, right? We were we judges did, yep. on We got to judge Food on Network Food show. Network show. That was really fun. See, and that made us feel like our show was happening too yeah. because yeah. they were trying to get us some promotion. On other stuff. Like introduce us to the Food Network, you know, people. And and so we're like, this is happening. This is happening. And I finally got sucked into like. You finally got excited. This is actually going to happen. <laughs> nope. And then no. TV is a fickle friend. I mean, I've learned. So going through that process, would you want to still do a show? Oh, for sure. Like, I is think that still that kind of at this point now? If they call again, it'll be like, um, I'm just gonna. This is the show we're gonna make, and if you don't want to make this show, I don't want to do it. You're gonna tell right. me. What I'm you not gonna do. be subject to what like the whims are, the creative whatever's of a production company. I'd like to just have a little more control over it, and I don't know if that's possible, but. 
It's hard because, well, yeah, you do kind of sell your soul. Like, th- you should read the contract. Oh it's, my it's a little gosh. nuts. It's, it's scary because they basically own you. And so it's, but yeah, I mean, it was a really cool experience. But, but yeah. But so, I yeah, so Susie and I about, have a lot of history together. And I, can I, talk I think about that's really fun. I can talk, we can talk so about So, that's a show what now. I was about to transition into is like, Susie yeah. still gets to go, like, lately, especially, I feel like you've been doing a lot of shows. Um, you also had the same opportunity and you, dodge you oh, ghosted that the one. producer that but was see again you. i don't feel like i can do what you do yeah like if i've got you by my side i feel like i can do it because i can just be what worked with you and i is that we could just be like our personalities blended so yeah. well together because we're so different we have fun but i will say i she goes off and does a lot of really cool things i did turn one down because it sounded a little bit outside of my wheelhouse i said yes you said yes yeah and it's airing August 1st. So I have an cool. air date on August what, 1st. What is it? It's called Barbecue Brawl. Okay. It's Bobby Flay and Michael Simon on Food Network. And they are kind of coordinating their own little competition. So I got invited to be one of the contestants. And I get to cook on the show. And there's four episodes. And you're just going to have to watch and see how many I, I make Dang it, it on. Since as an air, we're not going to be able to find out anything. No. <laughs> but I know some stuff. You don't know anything. I know a little. You don't know anything. You know that I'm on a show on August. I know. 1st. Pr- I know people in the industry. Do you? Okay. You got an so, insider information? But, yeah. Not from me. But don't worry. I won't spill it. <laughs> we just I'm talked just about kidding. those contracts. Really She's really worried about no. the yeah, contract. No. Seriously. <laughs> we have an edit button. Don't worry. Um, they like threaten you. Like if you say one word right. about it, we will. Take I actually your did get approval though. Like I have to have special approval to tell you that I'm on this show. Isn't that crazy? Yes. But it's, yeah, it's called Barbecue Brawl Food Network, August 1st. It's going to be freaking rad. I can't wait to watch it. Like, the entire layout of the show (laughs) is really cool because Bobby Flay and Michael Simon actually compete against each other on the show. Right. And they've never cooked against each other. People have asked them for years, will you cook against each other on Iron Chef or beat Bobby Flay or whatever? They've said no every time. I hope Michael So this is the first time they'll ever cook against each other on a TV show, and they're best friends, and they're both, like, big barbecue grill enthusiasts. They're best friends? Yeah, in real life. They're actual best friends. So maybe Bobby Flay is cooler than i think um they were both the really awesome and michael simon seems like i i love that guy they were both awesome it was huh. super fun it was a really fun show it's a great concept i think it's i mean some of the other contestants on there it's unreal who they got to compete like tuffy stones competing but see i hear those Leanne. names and they wouldn't you kill them and uh, i'd like to start a Carrie fantasy Breedle pool right now and i will put my money on Susie. Who Joe, else? Me too. Joe from Slaps. In I can see City. Tuffy being some competition because he's a, a chef. He's a chef. Amazing cook. Um, Kevin Bloodsoe, Leanne Whippin, Lene from Sugar's Barbecue in Portland. I mean, they had people from all over the country are that are names. really big names that are very. I the whole they all time, knew each other. And no one knew. Nobody knew who I was. <laughs> They're about to know. I'm the only like non-competitor, non-restaurant chef that was on the show, and it's really funny. It's a great. Uh, you cook more it's than fun. any of those people. I guarantee it. I don't know. I'm You'll sorry. have to watch and see. So Maybe August first. August first. I don't know exactly what time. I forgot. But check it out on Food Network. Okay. And then there's a digital series that accompanies it too that they'll be sharing on social media. We do like digital media challenges. So I mean, I think just to kind of bring it all back together, 2015 this started. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe we could do this. Like, I'm gonna write we'll barbecue some, recipes we'll on the internet. Some videos. <laughs> and here we are, 2019. And you're going to be on Food Network. You yeah. almost had your own show on Food Network. Yeah. This one's going to make Andrew jealous, okay? Because Andrew is one of the biggest basketball fans I've ever met. But you just shot, you just shot a Facebook Watch series or episode with 
the one and only Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. I thought Shaq had I, a spatchcock of turkey. It. I got to hear this. Uh, that I was. I don't even one know what those... you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen his face when she said that to him. That's the greatest word, spatchcock. Oh my gosh, it is a good word. He like turned. He's like, spatch what? Yeah, you did what to it? You did yeah. what to the turkey? Uh huh. Um, yeah, that was another one of those situations where somebody just like found my email address and was like, hello, would you like to, um, film a cooking episode with Shaquille O'Neal? And I was like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even read the rest of the email. I didn't even know, like I could have agreed to a lot of terrible things. I'll never know. Cause I was just like, sign me up. When will I be there? I am genuine. I'm genuinely excited for you when you go do your stuff. Like I'm a big (laughs) fan of Susie. But I was pissed <laughs> when I saw that. I was the I first time I was like, envious. I was just me. like, "Son of a, are, what?" So what happened? So he did a cooking segment. It was called "Cooking with Shaq" on his Facebook watch. You want to talk about height difference now so on the camera? I huh? know it was hilarious. So Sheesh. I tied on Shaq's apron and I taught him to cut out the backbone of a turkey, and oh, then amazing. he proceeded to eat an entire turkey leg. <laughs> And wrapped carrots and bacon. And like, it looked just he like was just a Buffalo bite. Wild Wings wing yeah. in my hand. It looked like a tiny <laughs> little baby leg. leg. Like a wing oh my gosh, him. it was so funny. So he bit into this turkey leg and it was just, the juice was just dripping like down his elbow and down his face. And he looked at Susie's like, I haven't eaten turkey in like 10 years because I think it's disgusting and try. <laughs> this is one of the best things I've ever eaten. Like, and then he was, ate wow. that entire so turkey was he leg. Cool? It oh. was red. He was he so was cool. Awesome. Kay. He's my so favorite basketball player of all time. That would be amazing. He had taught Shaq's cards from when he played Todd yeah. collected basketball cards. I was collecting basketball cards. So he brought he like, like yeah. 10 Shaq cards. Oh, and that's he so, signed like a childhood fantasy. Right there. Them. <laughs> it was so and crazy. then he took Todd's phone. He's like, you guys have kids? He took Todd's phone and recorded a video for our son. It was like, hey, Max, it's your Uncle Shaq. So we have a video from Uncle Shaq for our son. And, and every time we see him on TV, we're like, hey, Max. It's, it's like, Uncle, hey, Uncle Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> wow. That's so rad. So great. He, no, he was, he was amazing. He's a good guy. A bit of a potty mouth, you know, made some dirty jokes, but like literally one of the nicest guys I've ever met for sure. That is amazing. That was fun. Yeah, we've had some really stupid, cool opportunities for sure. It's so crazy what barbecue can do. Right? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think you could say that about like anything. I don't know. Barbecue is a currency. Like he says it to me all the time. You know, it's just like I barely graduated high school and it's like you get you just look at the things that I've. I've been able to do with barbecue that you've been able to do with barbecue. Yeah, it, there's something about barbecue that just people are so people passionate love about it. it. It's well, a unifier. People, people lo- I think it's kind of like what you said with the brisket, right? It, it's it's nostalgia. It's a nostalgic, com- comforting. I don't know what it is, but people love barbecue. Almost like patriotic too, like right? And it's ours. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, it's really the only American created. Cuisine. That came from a lot of other places, just right. like America. And and so it's it is funny, like just because you know how to so cook crazy. some meat. So what are you guys excited about right now? I mean, obviously the TV shows. Yeah, the really show cool. airing is awesome. So we actually just expanded our team. This year's been crazy. So we hired two full time employees this year. So now we have like a team of people that work and help us like manage all of our social media accounts and manage all of the back end of the blog. And we also launched a line of barbecue seasonings and sauces just a couple of months ago. And Todd's spearheading that entire business. And we have like all of our branded hats and shirts. We have printed butcher paper. And so all of our product line now lives in a store that's called Patio Provisions. And we have a couple other things that we're planning to release over the next couple of years that are 
unique and different and exciting in the world of like barbecue and grilling products. This is like Susan. She couldn't tell us either. And I, I know. just want to know. I know. <laughs> we're I we're know. working on cool things. We we're don't developing. Don't want anyone to steal our <laughs> I know. No, I get it. Yeah, good. we're developing some cool stuff that's going to be available in the store. We'll tell you off microphone. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so just growing out that physical product line, we're working on getting in more retail stores. We just got in our first retail store in Utah, like, last month, which is exciting. Larson's Ace Hardware in Richfield. I love them to death. Yeah. Wow. Okay, like I, the rubs and seasonings? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can get you into a big one. I forgot about that. Well, okay. Let's talk after. Uh, you tell me that. one of the cool products that's coming out. Deal. And I'll make a phone <laughs> I call I actually, for you. I'll get your feedback on it. Okay. I need oh, other yeah, barbecue pros. One get, of my favorite yeah. things with this show has been, I mean, where you started doing these <laughs> dill blog right yeah but now look at the business you're running look at all of the different arms and branches you have yep. you did not go to school for that you nope. guys i mean you're a cpa you're really educated but not in this world no way. i have a psychology degree you know i mean <laughs> wait do you really yes yeah. oh, wow see it just but, further proof that college is a waste of time for most I mean, people <laughs> <laughs> it's How? not related to my I disagree with that uh, just because I feel like it don't start with me no 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 exercises your brain it helps you learn how to learn I, I needed it I agree but I meant taught in college part. it's just the debt part we yeah. graduated with almost no debt. debt well and that I, but, but it was a different everyone's time. gonna have no debt here pretty soon it was a different right? time <laughs> isn't that the political uh, we're not going down politics let's not do let's that let's talk about the future presidential delete it <laughs> no, 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 no 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 I'm leaving right now <laughs> Todd's out so do you ever kind of sit back and be like, I don't think we can do this. Or is it just. Well, Todd did once. Natural, <laughs> naturally be like, oh, yeah, we can do patio provisions. Oh, yeah, we can do this. Oh, yeah, we can do a TV show. Oh, no. All the freaking time. I have this idea and I'm like, hey, we should do this. And then we spend a couple months going like, well, that's a terrible idea. And then somehow it ends up happening anyway. We like to say we just take one step further into the dark. And then, like, kind of feel around and get a lay of the That's land, a, and you're like, "Ah, oh, I didn't get stabbed in this room." So then you just take one more step <laughs> into the dark. Not quite as dangerous as I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> like, we haven't been assaulted, so I guess we'll keep going. That's <laughs> uh, cool. We were talking on the way down here, just like I've, I've, ne- I've always been one. Like, even at my old jobs, and I'm like, I have to call this attorney. Like, I'd get like anxiety about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, it's building building these rubs and sauces using her recipes. Like, I like. I had to source the caps and the bottles and the person to make it and get the labels made and build the website. And like, I, I took all of these steps that like a year ago or two years ago, if you would have told me that I'd be doing that, I'd be like, no, not me. I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. So I think it's, it's like literally like, like the name of your show, like nitty gritty, right? Like just every little detail being a part of that has been insane. And I've, I learned like going back to college, like I learned more doing that than I ever did in college. Right. Like right. Yeah. jumping in, taking the step, making the calls, doing the things. That's where the education. And I think you kind of have to learn to be comfortable with the scary, like the unknown, the unpredictable, like, and it's rough. Like I've cried. I've, I've cried a couple of times. Me too. Uh, <laughs> but like <laughs> most of the time, it's just like those little adjustments that keep you sane amid all, all of the things that you're constantly pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone to do. And it's not easy living outside of your comfort zone. It's not, it's like exhausting and emotionally draining. And so much as it feels like everything's on the line all the time. Right. Um, but just learning to be comfortable in that space and acknowledging that even if we were in a stable career, nothing is guaranteed. No, ever. 
everything that we thought was secure was just a false sense of security. 100%. Anytime any of us could be sick, somebody could die, something tragic could happen, we could lose a job. Like there's a myriad of things that could happen at any time, whether we're convincing ourselves that we're safe and comfortable in this one scenario or just accepting that life is crazy and difficult and we do the best we can in this scenario. And so we choose the latter. We choose to try our best to be comfortable with the uncomfortable yeah and live in that space of not always knowing what we're doing and not always knowing what could happen next and being okay with that how do you teach that to your kids how do you how do you instill that in them you've talked about you know growing up and in the industry and i think a lot of it kind of comes natural yeah but to a certain and it's just something i mean my kids are younger my oldest is only nine but I think about it a lot. Like, how can you pass that on to your kids being comfortable, being uncomfortable? Our think, oldest is 10. About, we we literally about talked about this today. Yeah. We did talk about this today. And I think a lot of it is just, I mean, the biggest impact my parents ever had on me was example. Okay. Right. I would say my dad's more the creative minded and my mom gets crap done. Like she will work herself to the bone. And that's something that she values as hard work. And so I feel like I tried to take the best values of what I learned from watching my parents, you know, my dad having these great ideas and this big vision and my mom putting like, <laughs> what is the expression? Like shoulder to the wheel, right. knuckle to the grindstone, whatever, like, and actually working through to see, to see it through and to see the solution. And I think that's the best thing that we can do for our kids is just show them like, Hey, this is what we do. This is how we live. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I was in college, I thought that all I wanted was a stable career husband, traditional family. Cause I grew up in a space where we did have an entrepreneurial home and my mom worked outside of the home and it wasn't very traditional. So in my mind, I'm like, this is the pinnacle. All I want is that stable career, that stable family life. And then I was in there for a few years and realized I was suffocating because it didn't suit me at all. Yeah. But I thought for some reason that all I wanted was the opposite of what I ever had. When in reality now I'm like, oh, this suits me so much better. So I think our kids are going to have to find their own path regardless of what we try to teach for them. Sure. All the while I was in an office banging my head on my desk, <laughs> hating my life. You know? This is what we're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, this is noble. But yeah, I think and when, when we do something... We like we tell our kids like, hey, we built this thing and this is how we did it. Like we include them like this is our family business. Yeah. And we tell them about our decisions and about our successes and our failures. And we talk to them. I mean, like, our daughter was there. We had a team meeting in our house this morning and our daughter was home. I was just going to ask, didn't our you son, take her on your last trip? Yeah, yeah. She went to New York with us. Right. On, on, I was filming something and she came with us, you know, and she got to sit on the set and see what that looked like and that it was she got to see behind the curtain of TV, yeah. you know, like this is what actually happens. There's all the work that goes yeah. into what you watch. Yeah. Yeah. Our kids have helped us bag a fairy tale. No, no. it's not good. And nothing is right. Tale. Like you see the perfect bottle of seasoning on the shelf and you're right. like, oh, that's great. But like our kids have gone to the manufacturing facility where it's being made and they know how many people work to make that bottle. And we have them. We've had them help us bag and carry boxes up the stairs to take them to the post office to ship them out. Like we try to involve them as much as we can. And they might hate us for it for a few years. But I do truly feel like if it's a part of them, like it was a part of me growing up, they'll eventually come either around to the idea of it or 
they'll, they'll at least appreciate it. Yeah, they'll appreciate it. And if they want to do a traditional, if they want to go to college and get That's a traditional fine. job, awesome. I'll help them I'm not paying get for college. <laughs> Unless they want to be a lawyer or doctor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you make a very good point. I just learned something. It, it's funny because I think that kids, you know, you've provided a pretty comfortable, you know, environment for your kids. We have too. Um, I don't think they really, I think it's hard for kids sometimes to appreciate the amount of work that it took to create that right. environment. And f- by you guys taking your daughter to, was it New York? Mm-hmm. And seeing the work that goes into it, the communication that goes into it, the travel. You know, I don't do that enough. I've never brought my kids over here at four in the morning oh, to, totally to trim should. a pile of brisket and do all that work. And, you know, our go oldest home is at, 10. We've kind of felt like we've just been able to start. Right. Because it sinks in. Like yeah. she'll remember this stuff. But kids are pretty sharp. I mean, they kids hit seven, eight years sharp. old. They're I taking mean, they stuff pick in. up yeah. on stuff and I think they get morals and I think they right. get experiences. But I feel like a lot of the logic and reasoning, we're just starting to see that come yeah. into play with my oldest. And she's almost 11. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, totally. you, don't, you don't want your kids when they're 20, like, oh, yeah, my dad owned a restaurant growing up. Like, you want, <laughs> right. You want right. them to know, like, you know, what you went through. Right. Building it, you know? Yep. And that's oh, a lot. It's fun. I mean, so my oldest, nine, proud dad moment. I mean, he watches shark tank like yeah. it just kind of comes natural he actually listens to all the podcasts like that's awesome he comes in he's like dad who's coming on you know he'll listen to it it's fun so today well he's always talked talked about starting a business and i've always been like okay whatever you want you can do whatever you want and he came up with the idea that they were going to clean garbage cans Sweet. and so i made a flyer for him he went door to door to all the neighbors and today's like his first day so he's got like his garbage cans because it's garbage day so they're all clean so he's out in front of our house with a pressure washer cleaning garbage cans nice. for his first business. And it's just, so cool. I think you just provide those. I mean, Susan talked about le- leadership opportunities, showing them what it is that you're doing. Yep. But I think it's so important that you pass that down to them so they have the opportunity to see and, and, and learn. Well, and do you know the best part is when I was growing up, I didn't even know it was being passed down to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I worked at the family restaurant. I bust tables. I was a hostess in the front. I waited tables. I would step in on the line if they needed help. Like I didn't know that I was learning the family business or learning entrepreneurial skills. I just knew that my parents needed me to work this dumb place. Like they needed workers, I guess. That's how I feel about construction. You know, I was like such an (laughs) idiot. I just didn't know. But like here I am. You know, and all the things that I saw over the years without them even like sitting me down and being like, Da, 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 da. here's a lecture about this thing like they just made me do it right you know so and i mean that's probably the most important thing right yeah just leading by example but then make i mean i think of working for my dad he built houses and i mean pure hell right one it's my dad so he has to be harder on me than everybody because he doesn't want to show that yep. he's being easy Favorable. on his kid but i also did like the hard you know i was doing burn piles and sweeping houses but I look back on that. It's amazing how much I draw from that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty handy. I can build things. I can fix things. And that's all because he made me go work. Yep. And Thank so I goodness think that's for a huge parents. part of it. I think the fact that any of us are thinking about this means that we'll probably be fine. Right. There just are mean, way too many people aware not. Of it. Yeah. And way just too thinking many people about not. the future. Like, hey, what are your kids going to be like? We're thinking about it. So that probably means we care enough. Uh, ask that's their okay. nanny. Ask their nanny. <laughs> yeah. uh, she has a pretty good hold on what's going to happen. That's really funny. You know, a funny cash and bro. So his two boys, I think they might be my favorite nephews, right? But very different. Yeah. 
So they both got some shoes from a jazz game, from jazz players, size 15s. I, I'm a size 15. So it's funny to see the personality difference. Cash is just like, okay, I have these shoes. How much do you want to pay for them? <laughs> and I was just like, I don't need them. He goes, 50 bucks. I'm like, i give you 50 bucks. And then Brody's like, I'll give you mine for 50 bucks. And like two days later, I'm back over there. I'm like, Brody, I'll give you 20 bucks for those shoes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And cash, cash is still no. trying to upsell you. Yeah, cash is like sixty. <laughs> so yeah, he got the negotiation. It's because he's been working with his dad, right? He, he's learning the. He watches Shark Tank, negotiator. So we're gonna have to start working with Brody now. Yeah, can't That's give rad. him for easy money, but bring him on the podcast. Kids, kids are a riot. It, it is really funny to see the personality differences, and and so yeah, man, I learned a lot today. This is fun. This really was, <laughs> was a, a fun, fun. No, seriously, this was a really fun one. It's obviously it was fun because it's kind of you know We're you friends. and I are in the same space. We have some fun stories together, but and it smells like but I learned a lot in here. I know I have an air filter. I tried. Some people don't like that. I love it. I, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm finally to the point where I'm sick of smelling like smoke. Like when I leave, yeah. I don't even smell it here, but. I use, I'm starting to carry extra shirts in my I truck. I get sick of it. We we were cooking. We cooked three pork butts last night. Right. Like, and they were done this morning, and I could just smell it like all around our house everywhere right. I went, outside, inside, and I'm just like, I want to eat that <laughs> so bad. <laughs> People so ask us all the time, like, "Aren't you sick of barbecue?" Or do you ever run out of recipes? And I'm like, No. no. Like, I where would that question even come from? Like, <laughs> it's no. you make an interesting point because can you ever run out of recipes? But like, what about music? Like music, it seems like somebody can always create a new song. How is that? There's an infinite combination of right. just like with notes and beats, same ingredients right. and techniques. I'm, like I'm like tearing up for you. This yeah. is an amazing like, <laughs> correlation. A very deep oh, analogy. We just brought barbecue music together, oh my Todd. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to Memphis tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. You're going to Memphis tomorrow. I'm going to go to Memphis tomorrow. What? What for? It's a blogger. one of the barbecue regions. No, it's like a blogger retreat, but it's I'm not even go barbecue. Freaking barbecue. I mean, it is for me. Wow. I'm going to go eat lots of barbecue. That's the one place I haven't eaten barbecue. <gasps> Me either. So you know, out of I the go. four, there's four regions of barbecue. There's Carolina, Texas, Kansas City, and Memphis. And that's the one I haven't been to yet. So I'm excited to hear about it. Go well, eat thank, some dry thanks for ribs. Be, oh, yeah. Thanks for being on, you guys. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks this was fun. I'm glad you brought Todd. Um, you I know. thought I'd just be sitting in the corner. Oh, heck no. <laughs> if you're here, you're in. All right. Todd's in. So, yeah, this has been awesome. So we appreciate you guys being on. And I hope you guys learned something I did. Yeah. So, all right. We love you. Thanks Aww, for having me. Oh, that's so tender. I can't wait to do it again. We'll do part B. Yes. Part B. All I right. like it. We'll have to do like a follow-up after the show airs. Let's do it. One of these days. Let, and let's, you know what we need to be better at is social media. Where, where, where's oh, everybody yeah. finding you? Oh, oh right. sure. Yeah. See, look at We're me. We're on the there internet. Go. I'm you learning, you guys. You can find us on the internet. <laughs> right. Uh, so, the website's heygrillhey.com, H-E-Y. G-R-I-L-L-H-E-Y. Okay. And now you know the story of where that came yeah. from. Hey, Grill. Hey. Do you have a preferred hey. social media? We're everywhere. So we have an Instagram page that's, well, I think I'm everybody is everywhere now, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Instagram's at Hey, Grill, Hey. On Instagram, you'll see a little bit more like behind the scenes. You'll see stories, what we're doing in like the day-to-day life. And then we share our new recipes there. Facebook, um, we share our new videos on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube is one that we share a new like episode every Thursday. Okay. So if you kind of want a little more in-depth, like I'm teaching you how to do this thing, then YouTube's the place to be. And we're Hey Grill Hey everywhere. Awesome. Check them out. Yeah, yeah. Definitely check them out. Next time you need a recipe, just 
It's funny. I did. I cheated. What was it the other day that salmon. I cheated with salmon? Yeah. I was feeding the pelicans. pelicans. Right. Uh, I was not, there with you. Yeah, not, that's right. Andrew got to go with not me. the birds, like not the, the birds. New, <laughs> the New Orleans, <laughs> right? The New Orleans pelicans <laughs> pre Zion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's what. But 80, hopefully we we'll do it again. Hurt. Yeah. It, it, so I hadn't cooked salmon in a long time. So where did I go? Hey, grill, hey. That's hey, high, um, next time we honor. do this, I want to have a cook-off so I can eat both of the food. <laughs> you can cook off against Susie. I almost I'm brought some pork today. I really did. To I cook. almost brought some pulled pork today. Why didn't you? Well, because you have it here Not, already. Yeah, but it's, listen, I'd much rather eat other people. Well, if I know they do it good. Because I do get offered. Meat sacks from people's pockets. Oh, my, you remember that story. Yeah. When I worked at Barbecue Island, I'd have people pull up with like Ziplocs in their pocket. Like, hey, I made this. What do you think of it? I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not that. eating that. You I'm not eating your pocket. your pocket meat, Carl. Pocket. <laughs> Whoa. Didn't, we, that, that term has been used before. It has? <laughs> that was my old Instagram account, but I, <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> it got shut down. Yeah, people took Instagram it the wrong way. Instagram blocked it. <laughs> it All right, you guys are awesome. This is fun. All right, over and out. Peace. <laughs>